Let's get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, July 17th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us. Nick still out on vacation. He'll be back, I believe, a week from today or tomorrow. i got to double-check that day. Uh, but guys, how was your weekend? Not too bad. Not too bad. It was pretty uneventful for me, but, you know, some rest and relaxation is never, never a bad thing. I had another eventful weekend. It seems like the, the world hates me. Does it involve your car again? No, but it involves fixing something else that wasn't able to get fixed this weekend. Do you remember what I told you on Saturday I was going to do on Sunday? No. Oh, your phone. Yes. Fix my screen. So I have insurance on my phone I pay per month for the the whatever it ends up being apple care so i file the claim with assurant to, sends me to apple care sends me to the closest place you can get your phone screen repaired for 29 dollars. i'm all for it i i messed up my screen all i gotta do is pay 29 bucks and get it done it sends me to the best buy in martinsburg i create a time create an appointment go there and they're like yeah sorry uh we don't we don't do phone repairs here we've told apple that we don't do phone repairs. But for some reason, they and then they don't auto-cancel the appointment either. They don't like... You would think that they would cancel the appointment and say, sorry, we don't do that. No, I drove all the way over there. So then I was on the phone with Apple, and they were like, yeah, the best we could do is have you send off your phone. I was like, I can't really send off my phone. It's not really how life works. I don't have another phone to just plop my SD card in. So the... Another weekend of something happening with Spencer's life that is I mean, it's not a major crack. You can still... Uh, yeah, but it's going to get in. Or it's f- not in a major spot, I guess. No, but whatever. So that was my weekend again. Uh, Putting some bad juju out into the world or something. It's coming back I, around. I don't know what it is. Karma? What's going on? I don't know. But uh, we did have some Legion baseball over the weekend. The Berkeley Post 14 Senior Hornets, they were able to win their final game of the regular season in walk-off fashion. It was a walk-off wild pitch stolen home. Uh, you're taking home. Uh, did Connor Bailey call in? We had the call for that one. It was uh, an interesting ball game, kind of back and forth. Jason Myers didn't have his best stuff, and I think he'd probably agree with that as he was walking a few too many guys. But he was able to get through, I believe, four innings on the mound. Uh, It was three, excuse me. And then Caleb Fletcher went three, who he gave up three runs, unfortunately, but five strikeouts. And then Chase Herning came in for the final inning and uh, thought we were targeted for extras, but that uh, pass ball came in clutch. And uh, Connor Bailey scores to win, walk it off. Another in, I guess they won eight games in the month of July to wrap up the regular season. But the second time in three games that they've won on a walk-off in not a way you'd expect. Yeah, and I think it's the, what, third this month. Yeah. Third out of the eight wins. But it's, even though you mentioned might not have been the best stuff up on the mound for Myers, I think this is the exact game that you 
wanted to have in your final game of the regular season a hard-fought competitive game to kind of tune you up and ready to go for this area tournament you you don't always want the blowouts right you you want a competitive team to play and we weren't sure if that's what we or they were going to get excuse me for post 14 against fort cumberland post 13 because they only had nine guys show up yeah so we weren't sure what we were going to see from them and at first it was a very low scoring game that you thought post 14 had control of next thing you knew in the fifth inning it was a three-run home run by ferrero ferrero excuse me for post 13 to give them the lead and post 14 was down had to come back and then had the bases loaded and were able to be aggressive on the base pass with the wild pitch pass ball whatever you want to consider it to have the walk off so you find ways to win if you're a good team this team's a pretty solid team now 17 and 5 overall first seed in the area tournament might not have been the best game overall but you still found a way to win and that's ultimately what matters going into this area tournament yeah i mean they've seemed like they find ways to come up big in the clutch and get those wins pull them out at the end when they need to no matter how it is that they have to do it and it's usually the lineup that comes through for them because again up and down the lineup they just have you know they're dangerous all throughout even though the pitching's not there like we saw jason myers you know didn't quite have his best stuff neither did caleb fletcher but the offense is able to pick up the slack and make up for it and get the win yeah they were they will play the winner of potomac valley post 64 and north berkeley post 60 they're playing in the first round of the area tournament tomorrow post 14's game will be wednesday at 5 p.m will be on air at 4:45 for that one that's the senior team the junior team is headed to states as the area champion uh, they played yesterday in the area championship winning four to nothing um let me pull up everything there they beat buchanan four to nothing the juniors are the area champs buchanan will go to states as the area runner-up uh, the state will begin Friday in Bridgeport. The brackets are not filled out yet. Not all area champion tournaments have been completed yet, so we'll get that for you. But they won 4 nothing, a shutout, and doing what they do all year, just racking up the wins. Uh, it was Grant Henderson going the complete game, giving up just two hits while striking out five for the Junior Hornets, the Martinsburg product, uh, who killed it on JV this year as a freshman uh, just completely dominated uh, that Buchanan team, only giving up two hits and only needing, obviously, if you only give up two hits, no runs, you really don't need that much run support. But uh, they were, the junior offense was able to muster up seven hits, scoring four runs on three RBIs, two walks, and only striking out three times. Alex Danner went two for three and an RBI apiece from Risenweber, Earhart, and Sven Dupree, who went one for three with an RBI. Uh, but each time we talk about this team, it just feels like they're dominating. They're 19-3-1 and one heading into the state tournament. They could be the state champions if they continue the way that they've been playing. They're by far, if you look at the records, I believe the best team in junior legion ball in the state. Yeah, I, I agree that they probably could be the uh, favorites to win states, but quickly i just wanted to go back to something about the senior team just uh make sure for those kind of tuning in we're not saying that myers fletcher and them when it came to the pitching mound had a horrible 
performance. I just feel like, I guess, maybe our expectations are a little bit higher because we know of the talent they have out there on the mound day in and day out to, in their minds as well, probably perform better. I mean, it was still great overall by them. If you look at it, 11 total strikeouts for the three pitchers. The thing that we're looking at, I guess, is the walks, right? Myers had five walks with those five strikeouts. It was just a couple bad situations two in two innings, really. But they only gave up three total hits in the entire game. The four earned runs, so it wasn't any errors or anything. But I guess, really, ultimately, it's just going down on those walks because five and five, if you're Myers, you probably want to do better. Fletcher knows in that situation, yes, he had five strikeouts, but he gave up the home run and had two walks as well to get him into that situation for the three-run home run. And then Herndon went out and did his stuff. So maybe it's unfair expectations, some would think, but we just know because of how talented this team is and hearing it from them as well, they want to do better than what that stat line says, even though to some that stat line probably take. Yeah, and, and, you know, some of the guys that played didn't end up playing last week. They were away and, you know, things along those lines. But, again, we'll have that game for you. Whoever post-14 seniors play on Wednesday, it'll be a 5 p.m. contest, 445 for the pregame show. They'll play the winner of post-64 versus post-60. You can go to that game tomorrow if you're in the area want to watch some Legion baseball. It is at P.O. Faulkner Park set for 7 p.m. Uh, but uh, before we wrap up Legion Ball, talk to Trip over text earlier today. Both teams will have an inter-squad scrimmage this evening at P.O. Faulkner Park just to kind of get more reps headed into the uh, the area tournament for the seniors and the state tournament for the juniors. Talk to him on, I don't know if it was on the post-game interview or not on Saturday. Uh, but, you know, he kind of was in a way hoping the game would go to extras just so he could get more pitchers in or hoping it to go to nine innings because he thought it was a nine-inning game, but they only came with nine because he wanted to get more pitchers in to give them more reps, which is why they're doing this in our squad today, to get more pitching reps, get some guys live action instead of bullpens. Uh, But before we wrap up this segment, a Hedgesville Hoops alum uh, impressed over the weekend in Summer League ball. Summer League, the NBA Summer League wraps up, that being Hedgesville alum QJ Peterson. He scored 25 points Saturday night to lead the New York Knicks in the Summer League contest over the Nuggets. Unfortunately, they fell to the Nuggets in that contest. Peterson had previously played in the Chinese Basketball Association, but he hopes to at least make a G League roster this season. He detailed his journey in a social media post that you can see that we shared on our Twitter at WRNR underscore sports mix. QJ Peterson, obviously an older guy, an older guy being the fact that he's not one of these young guys in the summer league right out of college or a guy, you know, that that wants to jump to pro in the middle of college. I believe he's 27 or 28. So the fact that he's even getting reps in summer league is huge because usually and he details it in this in the post on social media that a lot of the coaches, they obviously sign younger guys to get them in their G League system to eventually come up and be guys on the bench in their, you know, or maybe even stars for their NBA team. And essentially as an opportunity, his agent said, hey, you might not play a lot. You might not play at all during the summer league. You might have limited minutes. But if you want this, I got this for you. And he, he took it. 
And he ran with it. He was able to get into the ball game. I guess Coach Thibodeau uh, kind of wanted him to get some action, and a lot of guys got – I guess everybody played on their team in one game. But uh, it's a pretty cool story for a guy here from Hedgesville, another player from Hedgesville trying to make it in the pros. Yeah, I think the Knicks are going to have a – they would have a tough roster to crack overall because, surprisingly, it's kind of unusual for them to say about the Knicks, but they are pretty deep as it is, and especially the rotation. And when it comes to actually getting minutes in actual NBA games, it's going to be tough for Miles McBride to do that this year with the way that they've uh, got their rotation going. But obviously, you know, when the regular season comes around, the guys, you know, teams play a lot more guys than they would, say, in the playoffs. I know Deuce wasn't playing much in the playoffs, but he was playing a good bit in the regular season, even was kind of their sixth man at a point. But uh, there's a chance that uh, Peterson could make the roster or it, may, it could just be one of those things where you need a couple another season or two of summer league play before teams like you know take a chance on you on the active roster or this summer league performance by him could lead to a g league spot and then the g league play leads to him getting up on called up to a roster a 10-day contract at some point in the season guys get injured you get called up you get a few minutes here and there so there's a lot of different ways that this could go, but obviously having success in the summer league does get those eyes on you that you can possibly move up uh, to the G League or you know eventually a, at least a 10-day contract, if nothing else, on the actual NBA. Yeah, and I'm not sure how many more games are left in the summer league. Summer league's tonight championship. Okay, so yeah. I don't believe the Knicks got are to in play it. four games. I believe he played last night. Started in that last game for him and dropped 25 points. So ending in those four games with, I believe, a 12 point average is something that I think maybe they take a look at, and you do wind up seeing him on that G League roster, hopefully. Yeah, he scored 16 points uh, in the game uh, a couple weeks back. It was against, let me pull it up here, it was against the Magic. He came off the bench, scored 16 points in, in a 6 of 19 effort, but this time it was 8 of 17 for him, scoring 25. He went 6 of 7 from the free throw line, 3 of 9 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, only fouling twice in his 28 minutes and 19 seconds of action. I want to say I looked at the box score for this, and he may have led the team in minutes. I, I buy that, uh, even though even he play, only played three minutes in that first game of his. But we should also mention that playing in the CBA is no is nothing to scoff at either. That's the top league in China, and that's where plenty of guys who have played in the NBA before go at the end of their career. I think you know even guys like Eric Bledsoe are playing over in the CBA right now. You, you hear eventually, you know, here and there about guys like Stefan Marbury and. Jimmer Fredette making names for themselves over in China as well after spending time in the NBA. Is that the league Dwight Howard's in too right now? Um, I think Dw- uh, Dwight's playing in Taiwan, okay. I believe. Yeah. All right, Dylan, you want to cue the music? Yep. All right, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we will talk about what began as speculation on Friday, and I had it from a good source that this was going to happen. Uh, a source's source was a good source. I should say a very intelligent source, well-respected source. I'll give, I'll have that. We'll talk about that. That's WVU's baseball coach Randy Mazie as he 
as not expected now. Colin had it as expected. The plan comes out for his retirement. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute break talk to break that all down. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and 210. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Join us at the Berkeley County Youth Fair for eight action-packed days of fun for the whole family, August 5th through August 12th, featuring all your favorite live events, truck and tractor pulls, bull riding and rodeo, motocross freestyle, UTV side-by-side flat drags, dirt flat drags, demolition derby and figure eight, and the carnival every night of the fair. We can't wait to see you at the Berkeley County Youth Fairgrounds, 2419 Golf Course Road in Martinsburg. Follow us on Facebook or download the new BCYF app for the daily schedule of events. Hi, I'm Ron Springer, head golf professional at The Woods. If you're a golfer who loves fun and competition, get your friends together and enter one of the many fundraising tournaments held at The Woods. You and your group may qualify to play in the area's premier golf event, the Tournament of Champions. The winning team will receive individual prizes as well as a cash prize for the organization they represent. For a list of qualifying tournaments, see ads in Around the Panhandle Magazine and The Journal. For a list of rules and regulations, visit thewoods.com or contact me, ron at thewoods.com. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, we... Colin McLaughlin and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us for this Monday, July 17th, 2023, as uh, we welcome you back to this uh, segment show. WVU Baseball, I I didn't want to necessarily report on it yet because I didn't know the severity of it all, but I had gotten a word on Friday evening once I saw these rumors swirling uh, from from somebody who has a source that's very high up in all of these decision makings the university makes and he gave me the lowdown that it wasn't like the rumors were swirling that another head coach was leaving west virginia university and everyone was freaking out that somebody was going to get fired this is not a firing uh this is uh wv baseball head coach randy Maisie announcing that he will be retiring from the head coaching position following this season current associate head coach steve sabins will take over as the 20th head coach in program history at the conclusion of the 2024 season and has signed a contract contract through 2029 
Uh, Coach Maisie will stay on as he transitions to a senior advisor role within the baseball program. Uh, but this was something that uh, I guess uh, from the from the information that I had gotten is Sabins was offered a head coaching gig at a I guess now Big Twelve University in Cincinnati. Are they Big Twelve for baseball too? I believe so. Yeah. Some schools aren't for certain sports, so you never know. Uh, but he was offered the head coaching job there, and and West Virginia loves him so much they wanted him to stay, and he'll be their new head coach following next season. But they will uh, stay intact this season, and J.J. Weatherhold still is coming back, according to these reports. Um, and it's kind of a big move for a, a lot of players or for this organization that uh, – this program that did so well last year and was bringing a lot of guys back yeah so you feel like it was mostly because of the players including or especially jj weatherholt staying that is why Maisie is staying for this year and not retiring after this past season which was a huge success i mean co-conference champions for the first time in the big 12 almost host to regional unfortunately the regular season didn't end the way that WVU had hoped for it to end against Texas, so that kind of ruined the chances of hosting another regional. And then in the regional that they were in, did not perform up to expectations in that region. So with guys now still staying around like JJ, you got Kyle West coming. Hopefully this team's a pretty solid team this year that could surpass these expectations, host a regional, and maybe even wind up in the College World Series tournament. Right, yeah, you hope that the things can continue on. You know, kind of handing over the the program to, you know, someone that's already been there, and they can hope they can continue the tradition because WVU baseball has had a, kind of the most success out of the major sports at WVU and producing pro talent. Uh, you could argue, at least, you know, you got Javon Carter in basketball, and the football team's kind of been, you know, hit and miss with guys actually succeeding in the NFL and. You, what's your definition of success when it comes to guys like geno smith and tavon austin and the like but the baseball team producing guys like you know alec manoa who is struggling lately well uh, he came back and he did pretty well right yeah he had struggled a bit and then you know he had obviously been good before and then john means of course so uh you hope that you know keeping continuity with someone that you know has been there transitioning and over can lead to things just chugging along and the team continues to have success yeah i mean you look at guys that were on this last year's team that that got drafted or signing with teams carlson reed to the pirates Braden barry to the blue jays tevin tucker to the rockies and landon wallace to the angels they're set to join the group the major league teams like manoa means and michael grove who's on the dodgers so uh it, it's a program that's been built over the last few years I guess like 10 years or so of success since Maisie comes in. He he redoes his deal. Uh, It'll be his 12th season at the helm this year, and then his three-year deal runs through 2026 where he'll next year move into his senior advisor role for the final two years of his contract. I think him going to the senior advisor role, one, he's – you know, getting to 60-something. There might be a, a reason why he wants to not coach and you know that we don't know about but uh the fact that he'll still be around and helping the team is huge for 
a team that's had so much success. Yeah, you want him to still be a part of the program because he's done so much for this program. And now the new coach coming in that was an assistant coach in Steve Sabins, who a lot of people have uh, high remarks on and wanting him to stay, will take over after this final season for Coach Maisie. And even then, it will still be in great hands. Yeah, I think it's just huge that uh, you get Maisie here for a while, and then Steve Sabins obviously stays around. He's huge in uh, the fact of the f- just the fact that you're getting him to stay. The fact that you work something out for him to stay after he was offered a head coaching gig at another Power Five school, uh, you know, or you know, a school that is you know not a mid major. He's going to stay and coach around this team for the next at least. What I mean, that'll be five seasons is what his contract is for. Yeah, I believe. Um, and, you know, he's a young guy. He's a he's a guy who just is a, I believe he's a 2007, I don't know, what are we, college grad in 2011. So he's a guy that started as a grad assistant in 2012, and now he's going to be a head coach here in 2024. Such a younger guy, so if things work out and he wants to stick around, you could have him there for a long time. Yeah, and he he has been part of the recruiting aspect for this team since 2018, and uh, I think that's huge. The fact that your recruiter is a guy that is going to stick around and has made a lot of people like him and has been huge in keeping it all around. Uh, But... uh, it's going to be an interesting transition, I think, but obviously keeping J.J. Weatherholtz, he's not going to enter the portal. It's the whole staying around for an extra year, I think, is the biggest part of this, guys. Yeah. and Announcing and, it prior and then having sticking around. Well, him being one of the best in the entire country this year offensively, as I said earlier, probably with him staying led to Maisie staying this season. Yeah. Don't you want to cue the music? Let's go. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. You can get your Traeger grills at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, uh, we'll talk NFL, a big signing over the weekend, and then another commander's lawsuit as we get ever so closer to the final day that Dan Snyder holds the commanders. That's a trade or vote expected this Thursday. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even the pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WB Medicine welcomes 10 new providers to our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Health Associates East. Two hospitalists, Dr. Vamsi Amanchi and Dr. Aparna Bahara. Five providers in emergency medicine, Dr. Douglas Finkelman, Dr. Michael McCullough, Dr. Melissa Natali, and nurse practitioners Sylvia Purdy and Leslie Purcell. And three specialists, Dr. William Ware, pediatrics, nurse practitioners Brittany Johnson, OBGYN, and Kristen Renzi, cardiology. Welcome to WBU Medicine. 
Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here for this third segment on this July 17th edition of the Sports Mix. As an interesting time here in the NFL, this is kind of that time where you see a lot of guys sign long-term extensions right before training camp begins or announce they're holding out or the deadlines to agree on long-term contract for franchise players comes to an end and they don't sign. Uh, But uh, a free agent signing happened over the weekend. The Titans, they're expected to sign free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins to a two-year deal that could be worth up to $15 million in the first year, according to ESPN's Diana Rossini. The deal, which is expected to be completed over the next few days, will give Hopkins a base salary of $12 million in the first year that could reach up to $15 million with incentives. Hopkins shared a photo of him with Titans running back Derrick Henry on Instagram on Sunday, followed up on Twitter uh, saying, I always loved having haters and doubters, but I appreciate even more now tighten up. Uh, Hopkins brings his 10 years of NFL experience to the Titans. It'll be interesting this year to see how he fits in. Colin uh, texted us last night and said, look, how much does the playoffs move up and then Nick texts us a screenshot of something from Vegas the odds DraftKings odds the DraftKings odds and they moved nothing Hopkins didn't move the needle at all about the Titans in the postseason keep sleeping on them it was I believe their Super Bowl odds went from from plus 8,000 to plus 8,000 which I I I, I didn't say Super Bowl anyway that's true you didn't yeah um i'm still not convinced that the titans are going to do a whole lot this year especially since the the jaguars have seemingly put together a competent stable franchise that should win the afc south again with trevor lawrence being one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the nfl then you have the colts that are kind of in the rebuilding stage but they have a new coach they have anthony richardson at quarterback that could I, I think it's a very raw kind of thing with with Richardson where it may take a year or two. But the fact that they have Shane Steichen in there, or Shane Steichen, I believe is how you say it, it, it the same offensive coordinator Jalen Hurts just had 
running a similar offense with a similar running style quarterback, they could be better than quicker because we saw with Lamar Jackson right away in Baltimore, his running ability was able to kind of raise the floor on that team. Uh, you know, the ceiling, you get to that later down the line if Richardson hits his potential a few years down the road. But, and then you have the Texans that, I mean, they had, they trade themselves up to, you know, the top two picks, top two, two of the top three picks in the draft with CJ Stroud and uh, Will Anderson. So they could be better, but I mean, I still expect them to finish last. But the Titans, Tannehill, He's on the he's on the decline. Derrick Henry's on the decline, and DeAndre Hopkins isn't peak peak Houston DeAndre Hopkins or early Arizona DeAndre Hopkins. So I still think the Titans are probably like the eight or nine seed at the end of the year, if I had to guess. Keep yeah. sleeping on Tennessee. I, I mean, you say all that about Jacksonville at the start. Yes, they look like they're building a competent franchise. Yes, I'm buying Trevor Lawrence as a top 10 quarterback but still even last year they were 9 and 8 just barely won that division and you're telling me a team that was 9 and 8 last year in a very poor division to win that division is going to improve so much to where this is a lock for them that I'm not buying Tennessee was right behind them yeah they went 7 and 10 but Derrick Henry's still Derrick Henry yeah maybe he's not great anymore but I'd still say he's top 10, top 15 running back. Still say the same for DeAndre Hopkins. Tannehill may be a top 20 quarterback. I think they can get it done in this horrible AFC South. Because you've still got the Colts that are going to be horrible. Still got Houston that's going to be horrible. So it's between Tennessee and Jacksonville. I still like Tennessee's chances to make the playoffs, even if it's somehow a wild card because of how bad this division is. Looking at their schedule... I'm definitely more inclined to agree with you because not only they have, uh, they don't have a last place. I think they have a second place schedule. So they got teams like the Bengals. They they have to play the the AFC North, which is going to be a tough task. But they get the on the NFC side of the division. They have to play as the South, which is going to be terrible this year with the Panthers and Buccaneers and Falcons and Saints. I I only see like six I, what I would call kind of locks for losses. So if you told me that they they lose those six and then they drop a couple others here, maybe they, you know, maybe the game to the Browns or something like that, another game in the division that you might not expect them to, I I wouldn't be surprised to see them around eight or nine wins. Um, Just, but that's more so because of the schedule that they have more so than the, the strength of the team itself. But I mean, yeah, again, they get to play the AFC South six games a year. So, and one of those games against the Jaguars is a home game. So if you told me that they, they win four or five of those six divisional games, that wouldn't be shocked at all. So, and to look at Jacksonville for the same argument, you see him against the chiefs. You see him against Pittsburgh. If you think Pittsburgh's going to be, that, that is a good point. The Jags have to the face 49ers, that, that first Bengals, schedule. Yeah. The Ravens. That's a tough. That is a tough schedule for for Jacksonville to handle. I think it'll be interesting. That probably is a two horse race there with the Colts. Maybe they sneak in and they're ahead of schedule. I, there's just so many good teams in the AFC that's going to be hard. If they say if the Jets uh, aren't as good as we think they should be with Aaron Rodgers, maybe that's an opportunity for them to be a wild card team, even if the Jags win a division. But 
I think if they do make the playoffs, it's it's a one and done early exit yeah. for them. But you know what? Yeah, Colin. Now that I've looked at their schedule, uh, it's I don't hate. I don't hate it. I got. I would have to you know add things up. Be like, oh, I think they're gonna get nine. Go game by game. How many do I? Do, how many do I think the Jets are gonna get? But it's not unreasonable to say that Hopkins could put them over the top from the eight seed to the seven seed. I, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, uh, obviously, but uh, we'll break down football a little bit more as things go on. I think it's intriguing to see what he'll be able to do in Tennessee. Uh, but uh, let's move on here. And uh, another commander's lawsuit here is we are three, I believe three. 20th, I believe. So, yeah. Three days away from Dan Snyder no longer owning the team, uh, pending the vote. Ex-Commander's Vice President of Sales and Customer Service, Jason Freeman, says criticism of him by the team and a lawyer who represented him that was out on bonds in a $10 million lawsuit he filed in Loudoun Circuit Court on July 7th. Friedman's lawyers allege he was defamed for testifying to Congress that his senior team executives withheld money from the NFL and the Commander's season ticket holders. Besides the Commander's, the lawsuit names attorney John L. Brownlee. The lawsuit was filed by attorney Adam Herzog in Loudoun because the Commander's headquarters and training facility are in Ashburn, despite home games being played in Landover, Maryland. Obviously, we remember Friedman's name because he was part of that testimony in the House Oversight Committee back in 2022. He said the team knowingly and deliberately, quote, end quote, kept money from season ticket holder security deposits instead of returning the money at the end of the seat lease as it contractually required them to do so. He said team executives also, quote, mischaracterized, end quote, money to keep paying it, to keep from paying it to the NFL. Uh, I think this is huge because it's coming out right now when Dan Snyder's trying to finish selling the team. How will this affect the sale of the team? I don't think it'll affect the sale. I still think we're three days away from hopefully the owners approving it and him being no longer the owner, but his name will still be here connected with the commanders for a few more years because of the numerous lawsuits. So time as a fan is not done with Dan Snyder, but him being the owner will be done soon. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, That's a few days away. Uh, this kind of ties in with the Commanders, but uh, we talked about it last week. It dropped on Wednesday on Netflix, the uh, quarterback series that uh, was part of Omaha Productions, NFL Films, and Netflix's new sports branch launched on uh, or dropped on Wednesday. Got a chance to watch it over the weekend. It was amazing following those three quarterbacks and then it followed Marcus Mariota when he got benched and then left the team and then had surgery and then Kirk Cousins in his good times last year and then when they lost and then I don't know how they picked it but Pat Mahomes Pat Mahomes wins the Super Bowl uh that was pretty cool to watch but one thing tying this to the commanders <laughs> Eric Bieniemy like was not vocal at all during any of this like it was it was Matt Nagy on the sidelines sitting on the bench next to uh Pat Mahomes. You rarely heard uh Eric Bieniemy talk and that kind of hmm. kind of freaks me out in the fact that he's now the play caller offense. Which is interesting because uh, I mean maybe it wasn't play calling but the video circulating around about this show quarterback from Netflix 
on social medias when I believe it was the enemy told uh, Mahomes that he had to go get the X-ray. Yeah, that's about Henry. that's about all the enemies all, in the thing. Okay. It doesn't is, surprise me too much, having not watched the show yet, because it doesn't seem like the enemy is a very vocal guy on the sidelines. He's a lot of times just kind of that in between with with uh, Andy Reid and Matt Nagy being the quarterback coach. It, it makes sense to me that you know, maybe he's more hands on with Mahomes during the games and the enemies, you know, kind of you know working with Andy Reid on the play calling more so. So I mean, and you know how much. How much coaching do you really have to do with Patrick Mahomes during a game? Just kind of let him, let him be Patrick Mahomes. That is true. Also, I didn't realize how much the uh, Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff and offensive staff allow the players to make their own plays. Yeah. Like, do you know how – do you remember – I mean, I they literally the, had the what? Spinning the, circle. The ring around so, the rosy. Yeah. Ring yeah. around the rosy play. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was a player-made play. Oh, yeah. You really think a coach is going to do, let's do ring around the rose? It no, was for the was offensive Kelsey, lineman. I thought. Was it the lineman? Yeah. I thought it was Kelsey. Sorry, Which yeah. didn't go, didn't even work out. It was an incomplete pass. At least the one in the playoffs was because they had spotted out the fact that he was, the lineman was eligible as a receiver. Dylan, hit the music. Oh, there we go. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk Nats and O's and the big trade rumor MLB Network is going with uh, about potentially where Shohei Otani could end up if he were to be traded. That's the big if. Will he get traded? We'll talk about that. And when we close things out on today's edition of the Sports Mix next, you're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. So used to saying, Nick. Nick out on vacation this week enjoying... Uh, the Florida beaches, which I was on a beach right now. Be nice. Be nice. Very nice to be on a beach today, but here we are, uh, as this is our final segment. We usually talk baseball in our final segment. That's what we will do. The Nationals got just one win this weekend against the Cardinals. That game started on Friday, but then was suspended till Saturday. They get the win in that first game of the series but fall in the next two games uh they win seven to five and then they lost nine to six and eight to four they begin a three-game set at wrigley field tonight at 805 our pregame coverage begins at 735 what's interesting about this is all three games are at 805 but they don't have a game on thursday so that really doesn't matter and that's Currently sitting at 37 and 56, not the worst team in the league uh, by about 12 wins because the Oakland Athletics have that spot. The Royals at 27 wins, 36 for the Colorado Rockies and the Nationals at 37. I saw this the other day. Uh, they cannot win the draft lottery or whatever it is again. They can't. They're not going to pick inside the top 10. Yeah, I saw you sent that and surprised me because. They can't have a number one yeah. overall pick next year. Kind of interesting. Sucks Sad. to say. Yeah. But a team that has had a lot of number one, not not a lot, a lot of number one talent that is now coming up through their organization, the Baltimore Orioles, as uh, they had those bad seasons forever now, according to some on Twitter, the hottest team in baseball. You're sitting at 57 and 35. Somehow one game back, but three losses back of or three wins back of the Tampa Bay Rays. How have the Rays played a whole other series? Yeah, what's going on there? I don't know what's I happening know, there with the Rays. How but, many postponed games have the like? Are they making up games know. later on, Theos? Hard to say. I don't know. Why? It's just part. weird because there's four yeah. games different here, right? The important part is three. I think the Orioles. They're on a roll. Eight straight wins. Four different, because they have one okay. more loss. Kyle Bradish killed it. Seven and third. Shutout innings. I mean, the lineup up and down. They're just... Yeah, the starting pitching is, since Dean Kramer went out and dominated the Yankees with the 10-strikeout game, has now went back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back, however it is, six-plus innings of work, which is what you need from your starters and then the bullpen's actually surprisingly been doing well as well for the o's so this team looking really good right now a game back of tampa and grayson rodriguez is back today 
pitching against the Dodgers. Hopefully they fixed him. Hopefully. Are you wearing that shirt underneath your shirt? Yes, sir. He's back. I, I want him to do well. He's one of the top talents for the O's. And, yes, the starting pitching is doing fine, but you still want it to be better, right? You, you, It feels like this team is about one reliever and one starter away from really feeling good at, like, an actual championship contender. You can cross your fingers and hope that that one extra guy is Grayson Rodriguez or John Means if he's able to come back by, by October but chances are you're going to have to go out and trade for that guy and trade for another reliever, hopefully. Or trade for a two-way player. You could trade for a pitcher and a hitter together. That, according to MLB Network, last night is uh, is running a lot of MLB yeah. Central. Are the Orioles being overlooked as a potential Shohei Otani landing spot? Uh, I just read something on Twitter, according to the owner of the Angels, spoke to somebody via somebody else you know just the rumor says that they are not trading him as a rumor here it is chances now. are that they won't because why would you you know give you know guarantee yourself that you're not going to re-sign him in the offseason if you trade him basically is what's gonna what, what that would be unless for some reason you trade him and he wants to come back for which i don't think i think everyone expects him at this point to go to a different team in the offseason probably the dodgers or you know maybe even the Mariners and I think those would be the teams to look out for to actually trade for him by the deadline if that happens but in terms of are we overlooking the Orioles as an option you could say that in terms of well if they're going to trade him which contenders have the most talent to give up it's probably the Orioles because they have the number one prospect in baseball they have a bunch of other guys that give up if they really wanted to go get Otani they probably could However, it would be for a this season only rental to make it a hey, we're going bigger, going home for the World Series this season, and probably after this season because Otani's gone, going to go back to a mediocre team. Yeah, uh, I want to take maybe some steps off of what you all think here. Is got about uh, what? 30 seconds till the outro begins. You get good last year if you're the Orioles. Mm -hmm. Do you make the playoffs? No. Did they make the playoffs? No. Last year, no. No. You can't go from making the playoffs to winning the World Series. It's not how it happens. As a Washington Nationals fan, they go from just over the winning percentage in 20 or just over 80 wins in 2011 and they go 95 wins guess what they they don't make it out of the first round here's dylan getting ready to hit the outro um it's not going to happen in one year how long did it take the nationals it took the nationals seven years to win the world series from when their window opened just remember that uh as the outro should start being playing at 50 at 58 50 right is this computer that we far? Got, be- yeah, we got uh, 15 more seconds of that. But, All right. Well, uh, listen, this computer time is far behind that I, one. I think the Braves are going to be really tough to beat no matter what. Yes. Uh, I think that it's it's going to be a tough task for anybody from the American League to end up beating them. So, basically, it's it's going to be a question of who, who... If you can... Listen, when it comes to Otani, I'll give up anybody other than Jackson Holiday for a rental for Otani. And if you can guarantee me he signs a big contract with the Orioles long-term, give him up too. Don't the Orioles, Orioles aren't signing him to a big contract. No. Who are they signing to big? The no, last time they gave a big contract, how did that turn out with Chris Crush Davis? He retired. 
No, listen, when it comes to like actual deals, Kobe Mayo, Connor Norby, Joey Ortiz, Sam Basalo, those are the guys you should be trading for like a starter, like a Lucas Giolito. That's that's how this trade. He is on the trade go. block, apparently. Yeah. Just don't don't give up Kerstad for a nobody. Maybe Corbin Burns if that's how it goes. But other than that, keep him, keep Westberg and Kowser. But those other guys, listen, you got, you know, go ahead. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll have some guests on the show tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Nick. I'm Colin. I'm Spencer Dupuis saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, local weather, and local sports. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Bowling Waters.